Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. AB, producer Luke. Oh, I put my foot in at the Savvy. I'm, I'm happy I know these people because what I sent them is disgraceful. So um, <laughs> you'll, you'll hear in the podcast today, we have Professor Jamie Seymour on, uh, took you about koala chlamydia, then got into echidnas penises, as you do, um, and pretty much ended on that. <laughs> he, he actually texts me after we were done that conversation... Uh, an MMS, a photo of an echidna's bits. An MMS. Yeah, that's sort of a multi- multimedia something. <laughs> just, you could just say, just texted me a picture. The 90s call, bro. No, it's, it was you MMS. You just say a photo. <laughs> um, I feel like it's 2004. Anyway, he, he sent me a... Did, you, did he have to oh, take one with the pixels sakes. on your Nokia 3310? He sent me a photo of an echidna's willy, which is an alien, horrible-looking thing. There and was so context to this. Okay. It wasn't random. Yeah, you know, um, um, and he said, might be a good talk. We can do different animal penises with a laughy emoji. <laughs> I, I said, ha, 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 F. Um, I screenshotted this to send to our Rush Hour group on WhatsApp, um, just because we are all laughing about it before. Instead, I've accidentally sent it to our Sydney Rush Hour 2024 <laughs> chat with, you know, Jude Bolton, Wendell Saylor, um, Candace Warner's in there, Gus Warland, a whole heap of others. Uh, with no context, it was just a screenshot of the penis. Um, and I obviously said, ha ha, F, sorry, wrong Rush Hour, play on. Uh, some of the responses are pretty good. Can yeah, read us. Candace Warner was first, just said yuck in, in capitals. Yeah, because trust me, if you yeah. Google that particular so male appendage, it yeah. is not pretty. Uh, their lead producer, who's a legend, Laura Boucher, said thanks for the content. <laughs> Ever the producer? Yeah. Uh, Jude Bolton, the famous swan, says, Jesus, Elliot, how's your search history looking? <laughs> <laughs> Candace goes on to say, Jude is excited by this photo. <laughs> and Jude says, reminder, Elliot, incognito mode means nothing if you post it to WhatsApp. <laughs> True defeats the purpose. But you watch them next week. Someone will be listening to their podcast and you'll hear them. One triple three five three. Which Aussie animals have the weirdest... You know. Or they'll be yeah. like one triple three five three. Who yeah. sent you a random DP yeah. that oh, wasn't? <laughs> 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 oh, brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I had a good reputation to start, so it doesn't really matter. Let's be Do honest. Do you think because it's an animal one, yeah, you could really get away with sending it to anyone because you could be like, actually, sorry, it was for research purposes. I reckon if I sent that to my nan, she'd actually die. So. <laughs> It is, once again, yeah. horrifying. I just it looks like heads. a piece of coral. Yeah. I just love uh, thinking about the far-reaching, uh, how, how far this text could actually go. You've got Candace Warner, who's married to Dave Warner, who yeah. knows the entire cricket team, the yeah. Australian cricket team. Oh, yeah. It's going it's around all the rounds. Uh, Jude Bolton, yeah. ex-Sydney Swan player, yeah. it's doing the rounds of the yeah. AFL now as well. Uh, Wendell, Wendell Seller doing knows the same everyone. Thing with the NRL. Hang on, Wendell doesn't know how to use his phone, so <laughs> I'm, I'm safe from Wendell. True, so. true. But Gus Woolen could do a talk on it. Like <laughs> next week, it's feel for the bloody kidneys of the world because they've got something to really be upset about. He, he got a junket with the roosters of Vegas. I've been oh. watching all his social media. He's, Helps he's when they have no fans. Living the lot. I feel like that's a made up thing, actually. We won't go into it. I do boring, actually but. watch the games and see that there's no people in attendance. So that's, that's usually. Right. That's that most NRL that, games. That is such a condescending. Oh, answer. Luke, you've been to a Broncos game. 
they're not to, empty. I, I, I went to a final that was a preliminary sold out. final. A but preliminary yes. final. Broncos oh, has the highest attendance. Preliminary final didn't have fans. Oh, I'd actually, be worried. Uh, this is my own fault because I brought it up. I don't want to talk footy outside of the show with any of you this year. I just you guys have your own people. I'm to talk on board about with it. that actually. Oh, you, okay. So you'll talk to other people about it, just not us. Yes, because my friends and I have normal conversations and don't fight about it. How often do we fight about footy? You just started one then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That was anyway, minil- minimal. Uh, radio show today, Bruce in Calliope plays Who Gives a Shit and Breaks Some Records in the quiz as well. It offended me. Well, no, I think you were – is is the bit that offended AB, is that in the podcast? Uh, or should we say it here? In. I can put it in. Well, no, they're Bruce bits in, and you did describe the context. You said, "Okay, great." Well, you, that it happens, you'll hear the story. So you story. don't need yeah. to. Yeah, it's a, it's very funny. Anyway, you'll hear that. <laughs> oh no, I broke the friendship bracelet you made me. It's everywhere. <laughs> I can't be, believe you actually had it on again. You tied it terrible, mate. I've got mine on to wear to the Dolphins launch tonight. Well, exactly, because mine's tied well. Yours, yeah, because you got you outsourced it. No, I didn't. I made it, and then I got someone else to tie it. Just leave it there. I'll fix it on Monday. Oh, no, it's all right. I'll throw it out. Oh, you're gonna uh, throw it in the bin. Yeah. Um, well, stuff you then. I'm ripping mine off. I'm actually not bothered by Three that. days of friendship bracelets. Good work. <laughs> Record for you. Um, well, it's the only one I've ever worn, so yes, it is. Uh, Professor Jamie Seymour, we referenced before about um, koalas and chlamydia, yeah. actually started out a really fascinating science-y yarn. And this is every time with him, smart. though. Yeah. We oh. always do this with him. He yeah. must just hate life every I, time he talks to us. I don't think it descends into smut. I think it descends into hypotheticals a lot. Animals. Yeah, we do actually. We're always like, what if (laughs) this was to happen? That should be our show branding, you know. We'll ask the unanswerables. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Trevor Long on the Facebook changes with news and whatever. I'm still a bit confused. Oh, me too. I think there's so so much that goes into that chat. Mm. that uh, Yeah. Well, I finally found the Facebook news tab, by the way, for the first time. And now it's being taken away. I'm going to miss it. I, so I clicked they? it and it said, you've caught up to date and there was nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that must mean you don't subscribe to any of them, I don't. which is good. So does that mean that like on my normal feed, there'll still be news? It's just on that little tab. Uh, I yeah, see. It's just posts, yeah. So what was the point of that interview then? If it's Well, I don't know. They might not. Like They might turn around and go, absolutely not. It's so confusing. Uh, anyway, uh, well, you're off to the Dolphins' um, Night of Nights or whatever it's New called. Night of Nights. Who are you taking? Taking newsreader Archie, our newshound. Oh, yeah. Because he's in Brisbane anyway. Oh, that'll be good. He's a good-looking yeah. roaster. He'll have fun. He's very um, – I reckon he would have thrived in the 70s and 80s. Newsreader yeah, he's Archie. definitely in the born yeah. in the wrong generation. Living in a shack in Dunedin with no power. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A ute. No, because he's not particularly like. No, I don't he's think he's not, bogan. He's, he's alternate. Burly. He's alternate. You ever yeah, see? He's, very, he's just different in every way. Ever see the Aussie movie Storm Boy? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that kind of shanty yeah, okay. town. Yeah. Gosh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Great flick. So he he would not like, survive a day in the wilderness. Imagine though. how much <laughs> that property's worth in Storm oh, Boy the, on the on the sand. Mr. Percival. Anyway, too sad. All right, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Who gives a shit? I mean, this couldn't be more simple, but I'll spell it out for you. Call one triple three five three. get through to the rush hour, win our little quiz, select either myself or AB to play against, and you go home 
with a batch of manure pooped out by a steer we own in Serena. His name is Wombat. When you put that poop on a Queensland plant, it grows magnificently. Uh, we're going to go to Calliope for our player today. Bruce, tough choice. You either play against myself or AB. Uh, I think I'll take your mum. That's good. Uh, for those that, that may be just joining us, there was a young girl in our office today, saw our promo photos on the wall. Uh, she calls me Big Dog. She said, it's Big Dog and his mum, which is the best. Do you know what? I'm good in choice, pregnancy Bruce. too. I've got yeah. like sciatica, so my legs hurt. Right. I feel like I'm your mum's age yeah. at the moment, so I didn't need that. I did not. Anyway. Uh, stuff you, Bruce. Bruce, you had a good week, brother? Thanks. I've had a terrific week. Thank you very kindly, yes. What are you doing Yourself? this weekend? Oh, yeah. Bits and bobs. Oh, this this weekend I'm going to have a few beers on Saturday afternoon and Smart. I'm playing golf Sunday. Oh, you're beauty. All right. It's a perfect weekend. All right. Uh, you'll each have a, a turn here. I, don't, I can't remember how this game normally works, but anyway. Uh, let's go to you, Bruce, first up. This is an audio question. You need to tell me who sings this song. I will think, quite happily shush, answer shush, it. Annabelle, think gravy. I'll give you one more chance. And the making of gravy. And an Australian, no? Diesel. No, it's Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly. Oh, it's close. Paul Kelly. Well, you weren't, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, good start. AB. Yep. Okay. AB. How many movies are there in the Jurassic Park and World franchise? Oof. One, two. I'm purely you guessing this. Come on. Yeah, no, Five. Oh. Six, mate. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, Bruce. I'd have said six. I know you would. In <laughs> fact, you're right. I'm right on, John Mellencamp. I'm going to give you a point. Uh, Bruce Thank is you. one nil. Um, Bruce, what language do they speak in Brazil? Brazilian. No. I have this one as well. It's Portuguese. Well, it wasn't your turn, so you don't get a point, but that's oh. correct. Portuguese is the answer. Still 1-0 to Bruce. Trick question. Uh, AB, you need to do something here. According oh. to the 2021 census, does the town of Jinjin near Bundaberg have a population of more or less than 1,200 people? Ooh. Town of Jinjin, more or less than 1,200 in the 2021 census. More. Do you want to have a go while you're at it, Bruce? Uh, I would say more as well. Okay. Well, you're both wrong. Less. Yes, really. It's yeah. a really? beautiful town. Yeah, come on. Um, that's what it's it is. Australia's lost. They kick out the a-holes, so there's only 1,100 of the best. All right. Um, doesn't really matter because Bruce is, I think it's 6-0. Uh, Bruce, for you. <laughs> Your musical yes. knowledge so far has been rubbish. Eddie Vedder yes. is the front man of which band touring Australia in November? Who did you say? What, who? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Uh, let me help you. Please? No, you're, you're, go away. Let's go on this journey together, okay? Yes, this will be good. Okay, so you and I. I know somebody's touring in. Yeah. It's Someone, not Powderfinger, is it? No, stop. Eddie right. Vedder. So you and yeah. I, Bruce, we are swimming at the bottom of the ocean. We're doing some diving. We find a clam. Inside the clam, what do we find? Pearl Jam. Oh, my goodness. You are a genius. And you are officially 
and owner of Wombats Manure with a score of 12-0, which is a record in this quiz. Congratulations. Thanks very much for that. Well done. And my nickname's Wombat, so I figured I should win something. Well, congratulations, Wombat. Thanks for picking Thank Elliot's you. mum to play against. I think you're what you're 0-7 now. I'll turn you back up now. 0-7, 0-8. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Well, just be better. <laughs> just be better. <laughs> Now, we're really well and truly into the school term. I've had a few friends posting this week. It is either the beloved or dreaded, depending on how you feel about the matter, photo week at many, many schools across Queensland. Parents making sure that their kids have got their best shirts on, the one without the stains. Mm -hmm. Everything's ironed and their hair is somewhat presentable because it's a big deal. These photos can last for years. It's huge. And I want to know one triple three five three Queensland. What ruined the photo? Because when I was at school, I was in probably year 10 or 11, I went to an all-girls school in Brisbane where you had an all-school photo, which was a huge event. They put it in the calendar for months. They were like, okay, you're going to be, you know, row 17, four in. They did like a practice run-through because it was this huge stand that like scaffolders had to come and set up. We all set up. It took hours to get everyone into the right position. And as they went to take the photo, a girl... A few rows in front of me fainted in the heat and they couldn't get her out. So they just said, basically, like, one other girl, just sit down with her, make sure she's okay, we'll get the paramedics up in a minute, but we're just going to quickly take this photo and go for it. They kept going. They kept going. They took, this was the early 2000s, they took the photo, we saw it later, everyone was desperate to see, like, how did they manage to navigate around this situation? They photoshopped the two girls that were impacted's faces into the spot. Was it obvious? Yes. Okay. Like this was, like I said, early 2000s. It's like they pasted their ID photos onto it. (laughs) It's horrific. And our parents paid like 100 bucks for this photo with these two really obvious white dots. So 13353, if you've got any worse, what ruined the photo? We'd love to know. I I know that I went to an all-boys school and and our main issue was the fact that we always had sweaty shirts for the photos because we'd be playing footy before the break. Uh, But but the best one I've got, we got... Our family doesn't get together as a collective on either side ever, to be honest. But we had one on my dad's side about five years ago where finally all the cousins and everything were all together. I met cousins I didn't even know the name of, not going to lie to you. Um, my cousin Steve had just had a young fella, and I'd actually never held a baby before. I'd, I'd, I just had never wanted to, but I, they asked me to for that photo. And oh, cause that would I, be so awkward watching you hold a baby. Well, I didn't know how to hold the kid, so I kind of held it up, you know, in The Lion King. When um <laughs> when they hold Simba off the cliff, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty similar to that. It, but as they took the Wenya. photo, <laughs> as they took the photo, the kid was slipping out of my grass. So he's crying, and I look mortified. And that's the only take we have. I didn't Did drop him. I didn't was, drop him. By the way, I caught him. But the photo is horrific. The photo is horrific. So when I hand you my child don't, in nine months, I don't want to hold you. Kid. Are you going to lie and king it? Because I actually want that. No, to be honest. I don't. I've got no interest. <laughs> One triple three five three. What ruined the photo? Gipoon first. Ben, tell us your story. Yeah, good day, guys. Uh, yes, when I was uh, a little tacker, I was a bit of a monster, uh, <laughs> and my parents used to give me lollies to shut me up right. uh, or make me behave. Uh, hence, all my baby teeth, as it were, were little black stumps. So I wasn't allowed to smile on photo day. Uh, But somewhere around year four, I think it might have been, I might have snuck a sneaky little smile in and uh, 
there were these terrific little black stumps appearing uh, oh. uh, in the photo. So kind of ruined the shot. Ben, out of interest, mate, whose direction was it for you not to smile? Was it the camera person or was it your mother? Uh, the mother, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, understandably. But at some point, what do surely. You mean understandably, they... not wanting your kid to smile despite the Well, stuff. until she can get it sorted out, oh. you know? Like, just wait a little what bit. Is she, I get what does she want him to do? Just grimace the whole time. Yeah. Well, Look actually, my pain. sister had braces growing up, oh, yeah. and she didn't want to smile because of her braces. So even now, as an adult, she does the pursed lip smile. My brother is the, the by default. exact same. He's the exact same as that. Had braces and never gained his smile again. He's got Anyway, teeth. we can't really because we're really good looking. So, the end. Yeah, nah. All right, let's go to Townsville. <laughs> Jess, what ruined the photo? Um, so, I'm a mum of four boys and um, I'd taken them all to the barber to get their hair cut. They were all, you know, looking sharp for their school photo. Yeah. And um, one of my boys decided the night before school photos to take to his head with razor, mm. like a razor you shave your face with or your legs with. And um, there was no hiding that, so we just had to skin him, like skinhead, this kid. Um, so, yeah. Jess, I don't know if you've seen the Tyson Fury doco series, um, but Tyson Fury, the famous boxer, his kid does the exact same thing, inspired by his dad. Is that where your young fella got it from? or? No, he okay. just um, said he liked the feeling of the razor on his head. Mate, we Funny all do. Story. He did it again the following year, again the day before the school photo. Oh, I love this kid. That's great. He just looks like an army rat his whole life. Oh, I respect so that. That's so good. That's so good. All right, we'll go to Mackay now. Brett, what happened in the school photo? Oh, my young fellow was, um, I think he was in grade three, I suppose, and he decided the night before to make himself all pretty for the photos and shave his eyebrows off. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm fascinated to know, Brett. I actually, I went to school with a kid called Ken Taylor. He was a bit different. In grade 11, he did the exact same thing. When we asked him why, he said he didn't need them anymore. What, what, what did your young fella say? Oh, he just wanted to look good, he said. Oh, okay. Like, so your eyebrows aren't that bad, you know? Did you draw them on for the day, or is it just like, nah, just cop it? <laughs> nah, on. he just went, ca- went Kojak for the day, and then <laughs> holding forever in the photograph. So. Oh, I need so to see good. that photo. Appreciate the call, Brett. <laughs> oh, man. Basically, like, in mm. the lead-up, parents, yeah. you've got to hide razors. You it, just, it is issue, a scary time. I feel for them. The issue is boys, because we ruin everything. Yeah, wait, I mean, this is the theme this week, isn't it? A young girl would never. All right, coming Once up again, next. hope I don't have one. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. This is Animal Fiction with Jamie Seymour. A man whose intelligence we love to insult every week. He is our animal expert. Why does he give us his time? I genuinely don't understand. That's a great question, but let's not ask him that because he might quit. Uh, (laughs) Professor at James Cook University, Jamie Seymour. Hello, mate. How are we, guys? Doing really well. I like that you brushed that one, Jamie. Yeah, last week the big walk that we did. Uh, I was just saying to producer Luke, my glutinous maximus on my right side is slightly pulled and sore. So not sure how to work that one out, but. Yep, but what happened out of the walk? Oh, you're an idiot. Anyway, AB's <laughs> a- got a doozy for you this week. Okay. Yes. Now, now, Jamie, this is one that's long plagued our nation, our great nation. It is almost a sore point for Australians that our beloved furry koala 
the nation's favourite animal, has been impacted by an STI for a really long amount of time. It's, it's almost laughable, but also very serious. 20% of koalas have chlamydia. They're now saying there's possibly going to be a vaccine for Queensland koalas. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, poor bears or koalas, and they're not calling bears because people get upset, have had chlamydia for a very long time. Um, and as you said, it's an STI. Why the bears got it in the first place, I don't know. Obviously, they're not practicing safe sex because everybody's got it in the bear community. But the, the thing is, they've never quite been able to get a handle on how you fix it because obviously you can't go and collect every single bear and treat every bear. So they're hoping that this vaccine they'll be able to release um, will fix the problem. But it's been a problem for koalas for a long, long time. And it seems to be in bears or koalas that are stressed that you see a lot of it happening. So in other words, when you have koalas that are in a situation where the trees have been cut down or a forest fire and there's not enough food, so the koala gets stressed, mm. stressed, up chlamydia and everything goes downhill so and it's for them it's a really horrible disease as well because they get like milky runny eyes and snotty noses and other bits and pieces Mm. which we so yeah it's it's a it's a real problem so hopefully if the vaccine works it'll be great i mean not only would it be good for the koalas but you then take the next step further and hopefully we can modify it slightly so it works on humans okay that's the cool science side now let's just have a a think at a hypothetical here so god Professor Seymour, if 20% of our koalas are carrying chlamydia, and we all know how you get chlamydia, um, picture, picture this. Yeah, from, sitting, from sitting on a toilet seat. Yeah. What, what? I don't like how this is going. What if a koala went rogue and decided, well, I don't want to bonk koalas anymore, I want to bonk uh, echidnas, and it started bonking echidnas. Is there a scientific possibility that a koala could pass on chlamydia to a different species. And then we have another problem. Scientifically, God, I hate this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ew, why are we laughing and enjoying this? Well, Gross. It's a great frankly, visual. It's not yeah. going to happen. Theoretically, yeah. yes, it's possible. There is no doubt about that. So, you know, the, the, from what I can gather from my little, little uh, knowledge of chlamydia, there isn't a great deal of difference between chlamydia in a koala versus yep. a human versus other things. So, wow. yep, we end up with a randy bear and a randy kangaroo. It's possible. It's definitely possible. How do it? How do echidnas? Well, we're here. I'm just thinking with the spike issue. How does that? <laughs> who does like? Is one behind the other, or they're yeah back to back? Yeah, you, yeah no, it's sort of yeah, yeah. mounting from behind, and yeah, yeah they've sort of yeah. <laughs> do we really want to go into this? I mean, we're it's here. obviously they have an extended thing, don't they? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I yeah. thought I, I did I watch say, a documentary about this. Echidnas have big things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How big? Not huge, but, but they're extendable. Well, they're oh. big enough. But, Wish mine was you know, extendable. Because you're proud of them. That way. Yeah, but then you'd have to be covered in spikes. Like, at uh, what price, uh, Elliot? Hey, hey, if it was a little bit bigger, I'd have anything on my back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Professor Jamie Seymour, always a pleasure. All right, so our koalas are hopefully going to get better soon, but we could Not have shagging echidnas. mutant strains of chlamydia, depending, yeah, who they're bonking. Appreciate your time, mate. That was very scientifically educational. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I had the sneaking suspicion I've just lost my job. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Jamie Seymour from James Cook University. Uh, without doubt, AB, the theme this week has been boys are gross, uh, especially <laughs> it, it, young ones. Unintentionally. Yeah. No, it's yes, just, yeah, it's, sons frighten me. Yeah. I am scared of having a boy. It, it's, um, it reminded me of a yarn from... 
exactly according to my Facebook memories seven years ago. I'll get there in a second. Did, did you ever live with like housemates? Do you ever share accommodation or anything like that? Yes. Do you yes, live with, with boys? Yes. Were they I've disgusting? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. mixed across the board. There were right. some shocking girls as well. And then yeah, I had okay. some great guys. No. Had one really bad guy, though, but everyone yeah. has. Uh, no, look, we are the worst. I'll, ne- I'll remember this like it was yesterday because it's, it's the dumbest decision I've made for my health ever. Uh, so I lived in a, in a share house with two guys that I'd known for a long time, uh, Tim and Mitch. Um, Tim, Chippy, Mitch did a bit of everything. Uh, one thing we all had in common, despite having different career paths, is we all had a hankering for the Colonel's finest. We loved KFC. Yes, you're only human. Yeah, so I swear KFC is profitable because of boy sharehouses. <laughs> yes, fair. <laughs> it's like its number one target market. So what we do every Tuesday, we would all get the cheap Tuesday deal. So we'd get it at different stages of the day and bring it home. So we had just under 30 pieces of chicken in the house for the next couple of days. Now, we had two fridges at home. We had the main fridge and then a fridge out the back. We had between us three dogs uh, and the fridge out the back was for dog food. So, you know, dog sausage and yuck stuff. and what, It mm. stunk. It was horrible. There was one week there was no room left in the normal fridge and we put a bucket of KFC out in the back fridge. With a lid? I mean, there was a lid, but it wasn't really on. It was sort of loose. So it was seven years ago. Anyway, we'd forgotten all about this KFC and the the dog food fridge until the weekends. And back then I wasn't boring. I had a couple of beverages. It's a Saturday afternoon and we're hankering for some food. I go out to get some dog food and I see the KFC from just over a week ago. Thinking, well, you know, if, if we were to do this... Three bits of chicken each between us. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I mean, do you want me to list? Oh, you're about to find out. Oh, we had, and and I don't want to go into too much of the graphic stuff, we had the worst case of, I don't know if it's gastro or salmonella or a mix of everything. After no, it's karma. Okay. It was karma in illness form. <laughs> And you deserved it. I've never been more ill in my life. I'll never forget it. And all of us are in the same boat. There's only two toilets in that house, so we're literally rotating between the ensuite and the normal bathroom. Unfortunately, and again, not too much detail here, but at some stage someone had to be in the bathtub. It was just, it was horrendous. Boys I don't are want to generalise about no, men. No, generalise. But I, found, I yeah. find that every single man in my life yep. has learned about food safety yep. from a horrific yep. experience similar yep. to yours, yep. whereas women, we yeah. get really unlucky. Like I went to a really nice restaurant once and happened to get it from there. No. You guys We learned through our it. actions. Yeah, we're idiots. Yeah. We certainly You're are. You're like, oh, that road ham should be okay. It's been the theme of the rush hour this week. <laughs> I've never been more confused with news and Facebook and Facebook not having news or news not having Facebook or Facebook falling out. Of, I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. So we're going to the experts. Uh this guy's website is outstanding, by the way, if you love your tech, EFTM.com, everything for the man. Our guy, Trevor Long. Hello, mate. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, I'm worried because if you're confused, <sighs> so am I. I like, a headache. It's not easy. I've taken some Panadol just to prepare for thinking about this. Uh, I'll be honest. So Facebook today has announced they're shutting down the news tab on Facebook. I, I thought Facebook was the news tab. Do you remember when, yeah. when the news feed 
was what we called just looking at Facebook. Well, turns out there was actually a little button on the side of your Facebook called News, and that's where they would put news from media organisations in Australia, and they've decided to stop doing that and at the same time stop writing a cheque for millions of dollars to Australian media organisations. Okay, so Trevor, just a bit of a rewind. It was only a few years ago that Facebook and Australian media companies were at war again. Uh, They basically, it was the other way around though, the media outlets, the news outlets in Australia were banned from posting news and they've somehow reached an agreement and now that is off again. Is that right? Facebook Facebook shut down every media page on Facebook in Australia in February 2021, I believe it was, uh, including mine. Uh, and I was angry at the time, filthy, because I didn't care about any of this stuff. And I'm like, what, what am I involved for? But the bottom line was the government through the ACCC were saying, if you're going to have this news on your platform, you need to pay for it. And they said, well, fine, we'll cut them off. We won't have them on our platform. And then they cut a deal. They wrote some checks and most of the media organisations became pretty happy with the sweet cash rolling in the door. Uh, and now Facebook's gone, wow, we made $14 billion last year. Let's stop spending those couple of million in Australia and we'll just see what the government does. They, they look like they've literally called the bluff. So, and Trevor, sorry, I'm still confused. So <laughs> You should see his face, so Trevor, is in distress. Does this mean I'm just going to have my nan <laughs> posting photos of her dinner on Facebook? Like if I want to read a story about a chlamydia-ridden koala mating with some other marsupial, that'll no longer pop up despite it being on news.com or whatever? This is where it's controversial and this is where the media organisations will need to play along with this bluff if they want to win because there's nothing in what's happened today stopping you, me or a media organisation posting anything on Facebook. So... Uh, you know, forget forget the mainstream media. Just look at me. If I write an article this afternoon yep. uh, about a chlamydia-ridden ko- koala, thank you, and I can still post that link on Facebook. No dramas. There's nothing stopping me doing that. But Facebook is not going to pay me because I get a lot of traffic from that, which is the argument the media publishers have: is that Facebook, uh, you know, they post all these links. Facebook, you know, gets all this traffic to their website and makes lots of money from ads on it and sends people off to those news websites but doesn't share any of the ad revenue with the news websites. And so essentially Facebook's gone, we, we don't really care about it, all this bargaining stuff. And they've, they're looking at the ACCC who run this and it, it really, you know who it's on, Jim Chalmers, the treasurer of Australia, has to what's called designate Facebook as a, as a digital platform and that will force Facebook into an active bargaining with the media organisations to either pay or not pay. But I actually don't think the average Joe will notice anything different about their Facebook feed in the next 24 hours. Heaven knows what's going to happen after that. But you can still post photos of your dinner. Oh, let's just delete <laughs> Facebook. Uh, I, I, I'm done. Trevor. You've been toying with you, that for a while. <laughs> you got a great website. People can check it out. Our tech expert, EFTM.com. I was reading a story before. Now, I'm a mad Android user. you got a story up there that almost makes me want to swap to Apple, which I never thought I'd do. Uh, EFTM.com. Trevor Long is our man. Appreciate your time, brother. I don't think I helped, sorry. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Now, this is no secret to Queenslanders. We've all done our fair share of travel, domestic and internationally. We're great at it. However, I find my... 
experience traveling, mm. both internationally and domestic, gets weirder every single time. And I truly believe that airports, the second that people walk through the doors of an airport, it's like no laws or rules or etiquette exists anymore. Airports in this country and in this state are completely lawless, in my opinion. Here's just a couple of things I witnessed in today's airport trip. Mm. Now, mind you, I arrived at the airport at 7 a.m. this morning. I went to order a coffee. <laughs> was waiting for my coffee to come out and the woman making the coffee switched from coffee, turned behind her, grabbed a couple of bottles of vodka, some rum, started mixing cocktails. She turned around, shouted out, Bloody Marys, the two Bloody Marys. Who's having these? That would be my partner. It was 7.15am. Yeah, there's no time zone at an airport though. No time zone in an airport. Yes, when it's international, this was domestic. Nah, go for it. (laughs) I respect it. Uh, At one point, I was sitting down at a table that had a plug in the wall. And this woman came up to me. She didn't even say a single word to me, Elliot. Just reached over my body to plug her phone into my charger. (laughs) Didn't even say, like, not a single word. I was like, oh, sorry. I'll move out of the way. Went to the bathroom to get ready for my flight. There was a woman washing her baby's bum in the sink. Kids Uh, running around with parents, people sleeping on benches, and $14 for a coffee. Honestly, like, where is fair trading when it comes to airports? It is loose there. I actually hate, um, I'm very claustrophobic, so I I don't even like wearing headphones. Um, I've gotten used to them at work, but I, I don't like doing them for music. The airport is the only place I'd do it for exactly that reason. It is the wild, wild west. You expect Clint to come through with his revolvers and sort people out. but It's yeah. just like we forget everything that exists. I actually mm. put it on my social media. had a couple of people message in. Yep. One said, well, ice next to a man in the business class lounge cutting his toenails. <laughs> That's disgraceful. And then another one said, I watched a family use Coles paper bags as their carry-on luggage. Oh, this pie on. I mean, look, if it works. I, I use the, I use the Woolies bag. Mate, we can't all afford Gucci roll-ons. Hessian roll is fine. Paper bags are not going to last. All right, Gucci roll-on. How much is your luggage at interest? They can wait or cost? Cost. Like oh, I got an answer. I was like y- 70 bucks. Bullshit. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's American Tourista. AB, we love our, our grassroots footy. Uh, look, i got a soft spot for the, the competition in Cairns and surrounds. And there's, there's a team there called the Tully Tigers. Tommy Flegler at the Dolphins now. Uh, he grew up in that region, played for the team. Very proud. As you might know, Tully is a very wet community. Winners of the Golden Gumboot multiple times. And uh, joining us this afternoon is actually their A-grade head coach at the Tigers, Cole. Been a difficult start to the season. You know, the boots haven't even been laced up yet and you feel Fields in, in dire straits, mate. Yeah, it has, mate. Lucky I've got two pairs of boots because uh, <laughs> one of them's always wet. Obviously, we're tropical, as, as most people are aware, and coming into that December through to April period, um, we cop a fair bit of rain here, mate, with the mountains around everywhere and the clouds hit the mountains and drop what they need to, and it seems to be a bit of a fishbowl here. But we had a pretty decent um, flood uh, in December, just before Christmas. Um, it's the first one we've had for a while, actually, that, that actually put the field underwater. But, mate, unfortunately, our, we've got this beautiful, nice grandstand um, that got built in 2020. It's a $7.1 million facility. But, yeah, she's about 500 mil too low. So all of our equipment, mate, that's stored on the ground level went about uh, 500 mil water come through. So, yeah, we lost a fair bit of gear, like freezers and fridges and air compressors and all our pads and stuff. But 
Mate, we got that sorted um, just before Chrissy, and then unfortunately, mate, just last weekend, um, round two, Groundhog Day happened again. So that oh. one caught us a bit by surprise. Cole, I mean, you take on the, the leprechauns, for those that aren't aware, that is actually the, the team in Innisfail. I mean, you've yeah. got so many proud sort of regions up there that are in the competition. You've got Mareeba, you've got Atherton, a lot of Cairns teams as well. Are you guys likely to still, like, how are you going to sort out your, your home games and all that kind of thing? Mate, very fortunate. So we had that flood come through, as I mentioned um, last weekend. Mm. Believe it or not, mate, we trained on Tuesday. And <laughs> field, you'll never know the field will run underwater. Jesus. Um, so I mentioned earlier we had that new facility built after in 2020 uh, following Cyclone Yazi, and with that also come um, an upgrade of the field. So they did a magnificent job, mate. So, yeah, we, it was fully submerged um, on on, sun, on Saturday and Sunday, and then we trained on Tuesday, and you wouldn't, wouldn't even know that had any rain. Now, I've seen uh, Rugby Union have adapted a new little sub-sport in the recent years called Aqua Rugby. Do you think that possibly the Tully Tigers could kick off an Aqua Rugby League competition? You wouldn't even have to install any equipment, just wait for every rainy season? <laughs> it would be dollar one to take it the premiership, I think. <laughs> Oh, Cole. Uh, a business idea, people. Sponsors. Uh, a great, Inquire within. great club with a, a wonderful history. The Tully Tigers, if you're ever passing through Tully, I know you did the other day, AB, and you got yourself some merch. Try we and, bought some merch. It's yeah. great merch, by the way. Try and get Absolutely down to the Absolutely recommend. Game. Cole, you're a good man. Appreciate your time and hope things get a little bit better for you guys soon. Uh, the sun's out, mate. New day. Let's get into it. Thanks very much. I, I love, and that is the proper far north Queensland of, yeah, our field's been absolutely destroyed, but life's great. The sun today, the season's yeah, about yeah. to start. Who cares? And, like, not emotional. Yeah. Just, you know, cop it, whatever. What a fella. That's Cole <laughs> Wilkie from the Tully Tigers. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.